Welcome back, guys, on today's show, the Great Cookie Incident, and also people are starting to use Telegram, but it's not what you think, and also after two centuries, we're going to meet Ying Men, and Chick-fil-A does it again. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? Are you surviving out there? I always ask that because I care about you. I care about what you guys are doing and what's going on in your lives. And how things are going for you, you know, the whole changing of the guard and everything. Now, we don't get too political here, but I just want to make sure that everyone's doing okay. That's my main concern. And something that brings us all together as one is what we've been doing for many years now is hands above our head. Big stretch. Breathe in. Breathe out. And let's... Let's talk about things. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. And let's talk about things that have been going on here in the last several days or so. Now, something that you guys are, if you listen to the past po- a couple podcasts ago, I got into a, uh, a, a, not an argument, but a discussion with a uh, warranty thing. Things haven't been coming up Deacon's way. And two things have actually happened here recently. Uh, our roof has started to leak. The, the roof is only maybe 18 years old. It's a, it's a tar, tar and gravel, not tar and gravel, sorry. Asphalt shingled roof. And for the age and the, and the weather that we have here in North Carolina, it should last, you know, 40 years. But for whatever reason, uh, the roof is leaking and it's, you know, coming down and it's getting our nice, nice wood floors wet. And I'll get into that here in just one sec. But also last week, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you we have a, a, a tankless hot water heater down at the barn and I went around in circles. And if you guys listened to last week's podcast, I appreciate all that and then continued on over to the back call section. And uh, you heard the whole entire story of me discussing with this guy, this representative of the hot water tank people. That, uh, you know, hey, your hot water tank's not good. Either send someone out or I'm going to send this thing back. And, oh, we don't have anyone in, in your area, sir. All right, well, that's fine. I'm going to send it back to you. Long story short, uh, they actually sent us out a small part, and that part actually fixed the hot water tank. So, yay, good for them. They, they, <laughs> they, they sent out the part, and that was the actual problem that happened with the, uh, the hot water tank. It's, it's a battery cartridge, little battery uh, cartridge. You know, you put the plus side in or positive side in, negative side in, and one of the clips broke off, and I guess that's what was, was keeping it from actually getting power or power. It's a hot water tank, tankless hot water. Water passes through. It uses propane. It heats up the water. It uses a battery like your uh, grill to ignite the flame, and then when the water stops going through, the flame goes out. So I actually sent him, you know, my, I played the, the whole conversation because my wife didn't know. I played the whole conversation from start to finish. You guys get the edited version, you know, the, the details that you don't need. Uh, and she's like, going, God, what a dick. And I was like, going, I didn't realize how much of a dick the guy was being until my wife actually said, without any bias from me, she's like, God, that guy was, ask, was asking a lot of you. He, that guy's a dick. So I said, you know what? I told the guy I'd write him an email, let him know that we got the part. And the email that I read to you right now is the actual one that I sent to him. So here it is. We have received the battery compartment this past Friday. We installed it quickly and the unit into the unit to replace the defective one. The unit turned on. The hot water was produced. It seems like this was the issue for the unit. Next paragraph. 
We thank you for your help in this unit and apologize for any harshness conveyed during the troubleshooting phone call of your product. One week prior to this conversation with you, Rod, Rod was the guy's name, I had fallen off a 10-foot ladder onto a hard concrete floor in our barn. This is where your unit is located. I suffered severe bruising, and you guys, I've said this before. I told you I almost died a couple weeks ago. I almost died, and this is, I I didn't want to tell him on the phone. I didn't want a sympathy vote from him. So this is what I'm telling him now. I I suffered a severe bruise uh, along with complications of moving, but thankfully it didn't result in a graver seam. Next paragraph. Please understand during this call, I was not looking for a handout from your company or from you, Rod, but how you approached this issue with my fault of your product wasn't handled in the best manner. Your product is available to a large range of people in many areas. Home Depot has helped you reach these large range of people in these areas outside your normal scape of your distribution. As a tech rep for Marley, Mari, M-A-R-E-Y, I hope that you understand and realize this audience. So that was what I said to him. I didn't say bad things. I'm just saying that, you know, the way wasn't handled in a professional manner. So am I wrong with that? Am I wrong sending him that, that email? Hey, your product worked. I apologize for being uh, any harshness that I said to you, but uh, you have to understand. Everyone is a little bit different out there that you're talking to on a regular on the on a regular basis. Customer service. I spent 20 years in Home Depot. You guys know that. You never know what happened 15 minutes before this guy comes into your store, holds you something in front of your face. And I'm talking these are the good old days. Hold something in front of your face. Go this broke, fix it. And you basically that's what you that's it. That's what you have to do. Instead of going, God, this guy's an asshole. Why is he doing this to me? You don't know what his wife and the kids and stuff are sitting at home yelling at him and screaming at him. So same thing I was trying to convey to Rod. Hey man, you don't know that I fell off a ten foot ladder. I'm not gonna be able to get up on a ladder and you know, look for this and dismount this and stuff. So that that's what happened. Hopefully it the problem solved there with my hot water tank. And hopefully I, I don't have to discuss anything more with them. Uh, they did try to call me. I was, I hung up. <laughs> I want to talk to you. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry, fella. I appreciate everything. Thank you. All right. Just leave me a message. Leave me a message. I'll get back to you. Or write me an email. Never wrote me an email. Customer service. Customer service. Follow up, right? Follow up with your, with your employee or your, your customer, whether on the phone or an email. Hey, great to hear it. I'm glad. But during the conversation, not to, not to push this horse right into the freaking ground is, uh, he said that he was the only one in the office and he's been in the office for the last couple of weeks by himself type thing. And I'm not my problem. Not my problem. Again, I understand his, ins- <laughs> his situation. But I, I, it's, I'm not looking for anything. So that's what happened there. Now, my roof, on the other hand, when the hurricane came through here in North Carolina. Now, Deacon Live broadcasts just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And in this town, we have a population of, I think, 2,400 people. There's not a whole lot of people here. It's all farmland. It's all cattle. And we own some of that farmland and some of that cattle and agricultural stuff here on our French. We have 22-some-odd acres, blah, 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 blah. Now, the hurricane came through in, what was it, 2018? And we caught people in Florida. Hurricane? Charlotte? Well, come on. The houses aren't built for 120-mile-an-hour winds, 110-mile-an-hour winds, and we got them here in Charlotte in 2018. And I forget what the name of the storm that came through, but we noticed the roof was leaking. So they sent out, they physically sent out a State Farm representative. He, he came out here, and he's like, and his job is to say that my roof isn't damaged. And he did that job. He said, well, it's about $1,800 worth of damage, sir. Your deductible is $2,500. Uh, you know, get someone to fix this and fix this, and you'll be done. Kind of a jackass guy. Again, Point, point for State Farm on that on that column. Now here recently we had some really really bad winds and we've noticed that the dripping is not just a drip 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 anymore. It's starting to drip 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 drip. 
enough to where you can put a pot down there and it will fill up. I say fill up the pot, but you know, maybe an inch, depending on how long the storm is, maybe an inch to half inch on a, on a normal size, uh, what is it, five quart pot or something like that? That's a lot of water on the floor. Slip and kill yourself and you end up dead. And then what do you do? So we called State Farm out again and they sent, uh, and they said, you know, Mr. Deacon, we don't have, we don't send representatives out. State Farm likes to stay out of your home. So we're going to send out a quote unquote subcontractor that represents State Farm. Roofing guy came out, looked at the roof and goes, holy Jesus, who put this roof on here? <laughs> oh, here we go. And he's like, well, I can see some damage here and some damage here. Gets in the house and um, I'm in the attic with him. I'm like, oh, you see that mark right there? Uh, oh, yes, I do, sir. He was so cool, man. He's like going, yeah, I see it. And it's not around the skylight. It's coming from here. He's like, whoever put this roof on the back half, it's failing. He's like, this roof still had another 12 years left on it. The roof. Uh, I can see nails, you know, they're rusting, and, and when they rust, of course, they, they transition in size, and they create a dam, and water finds that nail and runs right down that nail, and it runs through your insulation, and boom, you got a leak in your kitchen. So he did all the stuff. He walked around like he was supposed to, took lots of pictures, you know, did chalk on the ceiling or on the on the roof, on the shingles, saying, you know, this there, did a what they call a brittle test. It failed the brittle test. So he he filed on behalf of State Farm. Now, he's an independent contractor, and he filed on behalf of State Farm. Now, in the same sense, the next day, someone came out, said, I'm here to look at your roof and floor. And I was like, well, the roofing guy was already here, so I already had him look at it. So the kid goes, and I say kid, must have been maybe 25, 26 years old. Who knows? He was a young guy. Looked at the floor, took lots of pictures, measured the whole measured the whole house. You just can't sand. We have the, the real nice thick wooden floors that you have to, you have to sand. I mean, they're three-quarter inch thick blanks in the house. So you just can't sand one section and expect it to match. Anyway, so I get a phone call today. I'm fast-forwarding a little bit here. So I get a phone call today. And uh, the gentleman with the guy who came out to look at the floor says, uh, I've got your estimate here, sir. State Farm approved your, your claim. I'm like, what? What? Hold on. Why are you calling me? Why isn't State Oh, State Farm called. Was that the 1-800 number that called? You know, I'm thinking that it's a scam. Is that the 1-800 number that called? I don't know. I haven't listened to the voicemail. I was at the dentist today. Some lady with her fingers in my mouth. He goes, yeah, I just got the, the claim number and everything. He's like, uh, so, and again, they're a subcontracted company. They don't work for State Farm. They just represent State Farm. And they basically said, so would you like to use us to redo the floors? I said, hold on a minute. I would love to use you guys, but you're the first one telling me this. So you're just going to have to sit tight for one sec. What's your name? My name is Matthew. All right, Matthew. Let me talk to my wife. Uh, I'd let her know that what's going on. Let me contact State Farm, see what the actual monies that are involved. I don't want them to say, you know, my my deductible is twenty five hundred. We're going to give you three thousand minus your deductible, so that means I only have five hundred bucks to fix the roof and floor. Hold on one sec. Let's let's just slow down and figure out what's actually going on. But the good news is they actually uh, accepted the claim, and the roof is no different than the guy who came the first time in two thousand eighteen when the hurricane came through. Jackass just didn't want to give us a new roof. Well, guess what? Now they're going to pay for it. Unfortunately, now they're going to pay for it. So here we are. Got a brand new, I say brand new water heater. Our water here, tankless water heater down at the barns, up and running. Uh, roof technically might get replaced. We might go with a tin roof, metal roof, tin roof, rusted. And uh, maybe get that replaced. And then our floors, our wood floors. They weren't bad, but they were, if you let it go, they're gonna. the wood's going to start discolorating. Discolorating? It's going to change colors on you. Hopefully, we'll, we'll figure this all out and, you know, stay tuned. 
<laughs> to other other things that's going on here at Decline. Oh, by the way, we've changed the logo. I'm I'm sure you guys have seen it. Uh, it's a it's a new year. It's a new regime. I hate to use that term because the, the regime sounds like a, a a negative thing. It's a new uh, pathway that the United States is going to take. So let's let's talk about it that way. And and Deacon Live is going to take that pathway as well along with you guys. And I hope you guys join us for that journey on this new pathway that we're doing here on Deacon Live. All right. So when we come back. We'll dive into the show. I've got some, uh, a bunch of things that I've tried that I haven't tried in, in so many years now. And my friend Dan, uh, talked me into it and uh, I'll get into that here when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Operate a leaf brower, brower, yeah. brower. Here. If you don't eat breakfast, you start drinking. Your tongue will not say bull. God, why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Call 407-448-8800. What, what the hell? Hey guys, we got more music coming up after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Deacon Live now presents you Mahogany Blue. All the way from Los Angeles, uh, California. This is Bougie featuring Phobe. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all the social networks, and the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contacts, and what that does and what that gets you is uh, all the links to our Facebook pages, our Instagram, and the, all the other platforms that you can find us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us, like us, share us. We'd love that as well. And uh, I also do a, um, a a show with uh, a gentleman by the name I call him It Dan. He's the guy who uh, who keeps the station up and running. He's the behind the scenes guy here. And uh, his show is called "Is This Going Somewhere?" Now here on Deacon Live, we do a lighter conversation. We don't get into a whole lot of politics and anything like that. Uh, we do touch on a little bit, uh, but we don't really dive into it to, to separate the audience. You hate to do that, you know. Uh, when, if you're a stand-up comic and you talk about politics, you've already alienated half your audience, and we don't do that here. But I do have an outlet for those of you who want to talk about darker things as far as what's going on in the world. And that's "Is This Going Somewhere?" and it's. Uh, IT Dan and myself, and uh, he is an older gentleman, uh, worked for Home Depot along with me for many years, and had to leave his job because it was so afraid that the coronavirus was going to affect him and his, his wife, who is somewhat disabled. And so uh, he, it's his stories on how he's getting through all the stuff and his opinions on anything. And I'm just there to kind of coax him along and, and keep him on track. So at, that's is this going somewhere as well? So check us out over there as well. Now, Dan also gives me a hard time about a lot of things. Now, there's only two real things in this world that I will not eat only because I've read something like an article or something about it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of superficial. Oh, you read an article about something, so you must believe it. One of them is butter. Butter or margarine, actually. I'll, I'll eat butter all day long. My wife, my wife makes fun of me that I take a piece of bread and I put peanut butter on it. And then I put, like, I'm talking stick of butter. And I put a stick of butter 
or you know, slice off a, a square and put it on the peanut butter on top of. She's like, "What do you?" Mike, it's it's peanut butter butter bread, and she's like, "That's gross." I I go, "No, no, no." I said, "You've got the creaminess of the peanut butter and the sweetness of the butter. It's a real nice combination. It's it's a dessert." For me, at least. And then a big glass of ice-cold milk. In a glass, no ice. Can't be in a cup. Can't be paper. It's got to be a glass. My wife makes fun of me about a lot of things, but that's what makes us who we are together. I love her. But one thing I read in an article, I don't know what the article, where it was, how I got a hold of it, and this is in my college days, was talking about pork, like pork meat, like, uh, of course, pork meat, <laughs> pork chops, center cut, on the bone, by themselves, quarter inch. I'm not talking about pork products. I'm just talking about straight up pork chops. And they said that out of all the meats and everything in the world, the one thing that if it's not cooked exactly correctly is pork chops, you're more likely to get tapeworms or some kind of stomach virus from pork chops. Now, <laughs> all you out there right now are probably listening to this and going, well, I'm not going to eat pork or pork chops anymore. I'll eat bacon. I'll eat ground up sausage because there's some kind of stuff. I'm talking straight off the pig pork chop. Pork chop, center cut, a broil, not a broil, what's the, pork loin, unless it's been marinated or something, because that kind of, in my mind, kind of kills the <laughs> the guts inside, or the bad parasites, but there's more parasites in pork chops. I'm talking myself out of it now. There's more parasites in a piece of pork than there is in any other meat, so I kind of got turned off by it, and, uh, and it was just an article, just an article I read. I'd never had a bad experience with pork. I never had a bad experience with any of that stuff. Uh, I know people that eat pork on their, like ground up pork on their pizzas, uh, they, it kind of cooks at different temperatures, so you have to really be careful with that. But, you know, pizza restaurants, eh, they're going out of business left and right. We'll get into that here later. But so I was talking to Dan on one of the episodes of Is This Going Somewhere? And he convinced me. He's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Just go out there and eat it to stop being a pussy. So I said, all right. So I went grocery shopping and I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to buy the cheapest, you know, four pack of, of quarter inch center cut uh, pork chops. And I'm gonna I'm gonna eat them. I'm gonna cook them up myself. I'm gonna do them in a pan. I'm gonna cook them up. I'm gonna eat them. And I did I did last night. I did. I ate them. I put a nice golden. I put some uh, extra virgin olive oil that's infused. Everything's infused now with garlic and and chipotle seasoning, whatever that is, made up. And uh, season them in the in the the pan. Put a little salt and a little pepper on them. And I ate them. I ate them last night. I'm still doing good today. I haven't had the the trots as they call it in the biz. I haven't had any uh, disruption. To the whole digestive system, but that's that's uh yeah. So he sold me on it, but the butter and margarine, I can't do margarine uh, because I I read somewhere it was one one degree or one molecule from being plastic. Yeah, I know. This is this is the world I have to live with personally in myself. Now a lot of you people out there are living in you know the social media world and everyone's jumping ship from Facebook everyone's going to parlor everyone's jumping off this app and they're going to this app and you're starting to see all these new apps and platforms that people are getting a hold of and and showing their 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 freedom of speech and doing all this stuff so all you guys out there that have been on the WhatsApp app which is redundant in saying I've used the WhatsApp before. I'm just going to say it like that. And uh, it's it's fun. It's it's easy to use. It's easy to work with. But it's it's kind of tied in with Facebook. I think they bought them out a while back. Um, it's I used it with um, when I was going. Uh, what was it? YouTube Live. I used it. Worked very well. We used it probably about five years ago here on the show. Excuse me. It was just so hard for me to keep up with in between the screens and stuff. I have enough hard time just keeping up with myself. But there's a new there's a new old app that's coming around right now. 
Are you looking to leave Facebook-owned private messenger app WhatsApp? You're not alone. Following the terms of service update allows WhatsApp to share your data in its parent company and private concern users are looking for a new alternative. Enter... Telegram. Telegram has been around since 2013, but has currently having more of a movement. In the wake of the WhatsApp controversy, being connected with Facebook and stuff and sharing your information, the company, which pushes itself to be a privacy-focused service that provides both one-on-one secure messaging as well as more social features like group chats, shared that they have gained almost 25 million users within 72 hours uh, post of the inauguration. The service that now has 500 million active users. Now, here's the thing. Telegram is often grouped with another company called Signal, another messaging app popular among those looking for a secure messaging solution. But what is, quote unquote, Telegram and how does it compare with the other ones? Now, here's the thing. Telegram was owned by the same two people who found it. Now, here we go. Before you start listening and, and believing the lies and the and the threads that everyone's saying, right here, this is from Mashable.com, and they're pretty credible. Telegram is owned by the same two people who founded the company in Russia back in 2013. Pavel Darov, Durov, D-U-R-O-V, and his brother Nikolai. Of course, it's Nikolai or Pavel. They're the company's CEO. Pavlov is dubbed Russia's Mark Zuckerberg. So you can already see there's something going on. As he originally founded the country's biggest social networking site in Russia, known as VK. The company made him a billionaire. While VK still exists, Pavlov completely cut his ties. Right. (laughs) Right. Billionaire, I'm going to cut a tie with the company that made me billions and, and created this social platform in 2014. Then allies of the Russian president Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin consolidated their shares into the company in order to take ownership of its stake. Pavel was forced out of his role, sold his remaining shares, and left Russia for Germany. According to Pavel, where you push it? All right. So what is is the Telegram app secure? Yes, sorta. Telegram's boost. In popularity is coming from users looking for a more secure messaging app. The company even focuses on privacy. Interesting enough, Telegram has a shaky history when it comes to all that. All right, so there you go. So if you're out there looking for a, a, a new app, you know, Telegram's got some problems. Uh, their unique combination of, of private messaging and social network features have been attractive to a whole bunch of people. The app also is very lax in content moderation in order to boost its privacy-focused bona fides which is also appealing to a bunch of users. Unfortunately, there's a lot of extremists out there. The messaging app also has a problem of foreign terrorists using the app, and uh, Telegram was once a major online propaganda tool for groups like ISIS as well. So if you see someone out there, I'm telling you, you know, you got to be careful. Oh, look at this. This this is butter. No, it's not. It's margarine. Oh, look, here's Telegram. This is a good place. We can share. It's private. Look how private it is. No, no, no. You have to be careful what you're getting into. I'm telling you just warn you straight up all right we come back another conspiracy that a friend of mine brought to my attention and this is the first time i'm hearing it i'm trying to search for everything to find out and i can't find anything but this is happening to him he's not one to take this stuff lightly and i want to know if you've heard of this as well so stick around you're listening to deacon live right here on profit radio i'll be right back
Deacon Live now presents to you Liz Bay with her latest song, Our Hope. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Today in the news, you can believe fucked you in the ass. Countless times. I've got a database full of nothing. And XLR cables up your asshole. 407-448-8800. Who the hell do you think you are? You are listening to the best interrock. Um, You're listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, like our page. I'm listening to you talk, I'm looking in your eyes, but all I can see is you taking more poundings than Omaha Beach before the ground assault began. 407-448-8800. Deacon Live now presents you Ellen Alexander with her latest song, Shadows. Follow her on Instagram. Go to ProfitRadio.com. Shadows all around me, fighting them like gravity. I get lost in the night, but there's nothing left to hide. So free I can Welcome back to Decline. Make sure you follow us on all our social networks and stuff. And uh, while you're there, click on, share on, like us, comment. Uh, do all the stuff that connects us to you and you to us. And we also have a uh, YouTube channel, if you guys aren't familiar with it. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Under the Tent, Deacon Live Under the Tent. And what that means is uh, you go behind the scenes. You get to see all the stuff running around in between breaks. You get to see stories and stuff in real time on my monitor here. And uh, as we're talking about it, you can see exactly the stories as it's going on here in real time. So there you go. I know. I got a late start here on the show, so I'm having some uh, some issues doing some uh, multitasking things. So bear with me as we get through this. Now, someone that wants you to bear with them uh, right now, we were talking about pizza earlier, is uh, this company right here is going out of business. Now, I didn't know that they were still around. I thought they were kind of like the, um, you know, when they say that TGI Fridays and all these other places are closing down. Yeah, I can see that. But this company right here, this pizza, popular pizza chain has just filed for bankruptcy. Can you imagine who it is? So you got the top five out there. If you want to figure out top five pizza chains, well, guess what? It's probably not them. The beloved pizza chain has just filed for bankruptcy. CC's Pizza Buffet Restaurant, with approximately 318 locations spread across the 26 states, has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy to protect its chain's home state of Texas on January 25th, so that was just a couple days ago. In 2009, the chain had 650 restaurants across the United States. That number dipped from 430 in 2016 and then filed bankruptcy, according to today. CC's reported an $81 million debt in which the chain's CFO, Richard Peabody, announced that the pandemic has dealt the sudden and significant blow to the branch's financial security. When COVID hit in March, CC temporarily closed 213 of its restaurants, permanently closing 61, laying off 39 corporate employees and cut executive pay by 25% in a bid to free up some cash. Hey, guess what, Charles? Remember that $100,000 salary we just gave you? Sure do. Well, guess what? You're going down to 75. 
Oh, man. So there you go. However, the pandemic has still significantly disrupted the CC's pizza operations and severely limited their, their customer demand because of the it's basically inside dining. Now, in my opinion, how would you fix that? CC pizza. Would you do a, um, you know, it's all you can eat. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's all you can eat. And it's many different types of pizza. So they have uh, a buffet and it's like 15 different types of pizzas on one side and like all the dessert pizzas on the other side. It's crap. It's crap crap pizza. I hate to say it's crap, but I mean, how successful can you be when you're putting ketchup on a cracker and throwing a little cheese on it? Some people swear by it. I know a guy I used to work with in Vegas. He used to come to, when he came to the, the east coast of, of Florida, of the United States, he would go, let's go to CeCe's, and he was a big guy, big 400 pounds, six foot nine. He was like bigger than The Undertaker. And he would literally... His claim to fame when he went to CC's is just stack the plates up next to him. He must, I think we counted like 22 plates next to him. So that's Big Cory. Big Cory out there in Vegas eating as much CC's pizza as he possibly can. Now, part of the CC's pizza is they have a, a dessert side. Like I said, you know, it, it's some kind of concoction that they can throw back there and th- run it through the, uh, the oven maker and then you get done with it. A friend of mine brought this up to me and uh, I, I was talking to a good friend of mine I haven't talked to in a very, very long time. And when we were talking, it's one of those, he, he's the, I'm the Forrest Gump to his Jenny. So he's Jenny, and when he gets in trouble or he gets into a certain situation, then I hear from him. You know, it's not a normal basis, so I wouldn't call him like a best friend. He's a good friend. I really care for him for what he does and stuff, but I don't hear from him unless there's like, you know, those type people that you hear them when there's something wrong and they really, really don't know where to turn. They just want your information. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love him to death. I do the whole world for him. But, you know, he's living his life and I'm living my life and that's just the what, that's just the nature of our relationship. Now he's going through some hard times with his girlfriend that he's having right now and, you know, past ex-wife and all this stuff and I'm not digging up his stuff. I'm just throwing this out there to give you a little background on the situation. Now he was saying that he is so paranoid with what's going on in the government and what's going on with an ex-wife or something like that. And then he started saying that all these, these cookies were showing up at his house, like DoorDash, like, you know, people driving and just showing up with one cookie in his hand. Well, I'll, I'll let him explain it here. I get home, and, uh, and a dude shows up, and he's got a McDonald's bag, and it has a receipt on it, and he goes, uh, did you order this cookie? And I went, uh, and I go, so somebody paid somebody to drive to my house and bring a cookie, and they go, if the address was correct, everything was correct. And, and I go, what? I didn't order a cookie. I said, are you sure you got the right or wrong address? He's like, man, this is weird. It was a black dude. He's like, man, this is weird. <laughs> I go, it is weird. He goes, eh, it must be some type of scam or something. So he's, he's like, here, it's from Kimberly L. So I'm like, what the fuck? So here I am. I'm kind of bugging out like, dude, I didn't order. At first I didn't think nothing of it. But then I'm thinking, I, why would somebody send one cookie to the house from McDonald's, pay somebody to drive all the way over here to drop one fucking cookie off? And the guy's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Probably some type of a scam or something. I said, okay, cool. See you later, man. Thanks so for the cookie. <laughs> so I threw the cookie in the trash. And I'm like, I'm not eating this. This is fucking weird. Um, whatever. Maybe I'm on a fucking strange list and people are fucking with me now. Okay. So I put it in a Ziploc bag, took a picture of it, and I, I kept it. I have the receipt and everything. Ten minutes later, I have a gravel driveway. I hear the rocks go. Right. Actually, I live on a dead-end street, so people always come in here and back out. Yeah. It's another guy. Spanish guy, older Spanish dude, gets out of his car. He's got a cookie in his hand in the, in the same bag, same thing, a McDonald's bag, cookie. Hey, did you order it? I said, whoa. I said, hey, dude, look, what the fuck is what's going on here? And he's like, what are you talking I said, he goes, he goes, this is weird. Someone sent you a cookie. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had another one. 
And so he's like, oh, check, check. Here's the phone number. You take this, call the phone number, call the phone number. Like, I'm not calling the phone number. I said, but let me write that number down. So I wrote the phone number down. I, the area code is 914. So I go online. I look up what 914 area code. It's this whole scam line. It's like anything from 914 is a scam line. But what the fuck is, you know what I mean? Like some, two, twice uh-huh. in a half an hour. People are coming to my house now <laughs> and they brought me two cookies <laughs> from McDonald's with the receipt and everything. Like it's, here's a gift. So I don't know what kind of scam this is, but there's a number on it. So you're supposed to call the number. So um, I did not call the number. But I know you do a radio show. Would you like me to give you the number? Yeah. Okay, cool. Got something to write down with? Go ahead. It's 914-908-8122. And without me having to get on Google, where's the area code 914 from? It says New York. It was like the first numerical um, – you'll see it if you look into it. It's like the first numerical system set up for the phone area code database or some shit okay. from 1947 or something. Okay. But then it also says a scam alert, and if you start – you know, you'll see if you look into it. The name of the person who sent it to us was Kimberly L. Kimberly L. No real last name, just an L. On both cookies? Uh-huh. On the phones of the people who brought it to me. The first guy, I just ignored it. He's like, ah, there's a phone number on here, blah, blah, blah. And he walked, you know, he, he took off. He was a little different than the other guy. Not because of his skin color. He was definitely blacker than the other guy. <laughs> but he was more like, he's like, yeah, there's some bull crap going on. Probably a scam. And then I'm like, yeah. Cool. Well, he's a, he's on top of it. That's the thing. That's why it was different than the other guy. The other guy was just looking for a paycheck. The the, the first guy was like going, hey, man, yeah, I've never seen this before. Be careful. <laughs> Right, you know, right, right. the other guy's like, hey, no, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Max. <laughs> right, right, right. He's like, here, look at the phone number. Look at the phone number. I'm like, and so I'm sitting down. Obviously, I'm going to go into my mind. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, so he showed me the phone. I'm like, well, why Why didn't you show me the phone? Why didn't you show me that? There's cameras on the phone, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I could easily go into this fucking rabbit hole of what's really going on, man. Right. <laughs> and, um. I'm not even – I'm afraid to call the number because they told me not to call the number. So I don't even know if you want to call the number, but um, I'm curious, too, if there's a, a scam going on with sending people cookies. Also, what made it extremely shocking, which got my radar going, was I was listening to the radio on the way home, and um, Nancy Pussy gave the National Guard people cookies. So I'm like – I'm like, Oh, ah. God. <laughs> right? So everything, everything started – spiraling and you know what I mean I'm like I'm like okay no no now you're starting to read too much stupid shit into this is I'm this like, is this in, like pizza gate is this cookie gate I don't even know it's <laughs> but I'm saying my mind's gonna go wherever it's gonna go regardless whether I can I can't not make my mind go to a certain area but I make these connections boom 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 everything connects I'm like cookie cookie what cookie what what uh-uh. and so it was, it was weird I don't think Nancy Pelosi sent me cookies but it was extremely weird type of scam to get you to call a phone number. Right. Like that seems like a pretty people are putting some money in that if they're gonna order a dollar twenty nine cookie from McDonald's and send a driver out who's like from an Uber Eats or something. You know, these people are employed and bring me one cookie and then ten minutes later another cookie comes. So I'm waiting to see if another cookie comes. Honestly I think someone's fucking with me. <laughs> like I don't under I don't I, I don't put anything past what's happening now. Did you look up the phone number itself to see who who was attached to? No, I just did the area code. I didn't oh. I've never Let's I've see. never looked up an actual phone number. Let's see if I can find any information on this while I'm hanging out here. Are you eating a cookie? What are you eating? I'm not eating shit. Oh. I'm drinking a Topo Chico.
All right, so there you go. I mean, that was his story. <clears throat> and, you know, he's dealing with, uh, you know, the, the government and stuff, <laughs> conspiracy and all the stuff that goes in. And it was just, it's, I, I say it's funny. I've known the guy since I was like 18. And this is the, what the social media and the social news and the social outlets has created and done. And he's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy, very talented guy. This is what he's getting into, what we're reading, what we're reading in our, and that's why we kind of create the, this lighter conversation. So you guys don't have to think about shit like that. You just want to know what's going on. Oh, I didn't know about that. This is like, was it bring, bring conversations to the dinner table? That way no one throws their forks and stuff at you. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll call that phone number and uh, we'll actually get into a, a new, someone that we haven't met in over two centuries was discovered in 2009 and we'll talk to them or let you know what's going on with that. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Now listening to Esther Sings with her latest song, If I Ever Loved You. Boy, I'll be giving you all of my time. You could call on me day or night. You were the first kid on the block to have goddamn internet access. Um, I remember your, uh, your Commodore... Um, it was like a 128 or something. Yeah. He's trying to fit in in um, to a world that does not accommodate them. That's good. <laughs> what? Hold on. No. Yeah. yeah. Texas Live. Awesome. The interweb. Call 407. Very good. 448 You were, it was an anomaly. Deacon Line now presents you Gambizi and Dash 4 with the latest song, Sako. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Back to Deacon Live. Make sure to follow us on all the social networks. We appreciate that. And uh, you do not know how much uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate it so much. If you go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, as I flick that bug off the console here. Freaking stink bugs. Uh, we'll actually give you some free swag. The way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the free swag section. And you'll, you'll find it. Just kind of scroll around and stuff. You'll find it and just fill that out. And, uh, don't worry. We're not going to hack you. We're not going to send you free cookies or anything like that. Uh, you don't want free cookies. Believe me. By the time it gets to you, by the time I get it out there, and you know, they'll be rusted, rusted, dead, moldy, whatever. Uh, and we'll send you some free swag here from the station. Now, now I just flicked that bug over there. I don't have a whole lot of paper towels up here to, to wipe the bug. It's not like gross, but you know, to grab a, Grab a bug or something like that. But in our household here at the French, we have a, uh, we have paper towel holders and my wife goes through them so much that I actually, we have two of them that stand on the counter. You know, they're straight up and down. They're perpendicular or parallel to the, the countertop. And one's got like a, it's a cast iron with a big chicken head on the top of it. So you have to 
like unscrew the chicken head and put the towel on it and then screw the back the chicken it's kind of a pain in the ass the other one's like a real easy one it's it's a wooden thing you've seen them at where you eat wings and stuff uh you just slip the paper towel holder on on or the paper towel over the little spindle there it's got the little shorter spindle on the side and then when you're done uh take the cardboard off and put another one on well my wife she likes to go like this zing rip and then wipes down everything and then there's like all these crumbled up paper towels on the counter i can always look around i never grab for paper towels anymore since i've known her i never i I don't think i've touched the paper towel roll holder itself other than to change it but i've turned around and gone she's like what do you look for i said i know there's paper towel on the counter here somewhere that i need to wipe up this little bit of spittle or whatever that's on the counter that i spilt she's like and i always grab there's always one there there's always one there now brawny I, I don't know. Do you have a uh, a preference as far as paper towels? I just get the I like the selecta size because I feel the selecta size is going to help me save money. Brawny, as I'm typing this in, Brawny totally spelled all that wrong. Well, you heard of selecta size. Now Brawny has something. Of course, they got to make it rhyme. It's called tear a square. Life doesn't... Oh, God, give me a break. I don't want to buy anything from you, Brawny. I just want to talk about you. Life doesn't come in one size fits all, so why should paper towels? With three different sheet sizes, all on the same roll. Brawny's Tear Square Paper Towels offer multiple options for you to choose from, all featuring the same length, durability, or same strength, durability, dependability that you've come to expect from Brawny. Gone is the guilt of using a full sheet or half sheet. (laughs) Tell my wife that of a paper towel when a quarter sheet is just needed. Use the Brawny Terra Square new quarter sheet. And this is not an ad. I'm just, <laughs> it sounds like an ad. But yeah, they have now a quarter uh, where you just pull off a square. So you're left dangling with that little square on the thing. I don't know if that's going to be annoying. Some people with OCD would like would be annoyed with that little one square that's hanging off. And they have to do it right. Because if you pull, now you're talking two rips. You're talking a, a downward rip and a sideways rip. If I know if I don't pull the select the size just right, I always get like either like it goes all the way down and then it kind of shears off and there's like this little pigtail on the next on the next sheet that's there because it doesn't pull down all the way. So hopefully they can either create a dispenser or a uh, the cut on the the perf is what we call in the biz the perf that's on there will hopefully be good enough to where uh, it'll rip clean because that's what you want. You don't want all these little half quarter uh, little. Paper towel dust bunnies laying around. All right, so we were. You heard from uh, my good friend who was having problems. He was uh, I say problems. He was uh, getting cookies sent to his house randomly, and he thought it was a, a scam and stuff. And he gave us the phone number. So we're going to call the phone number. So bear with us one second. Let me turn everything on so everyone can hear what's going on. Okay, let's see. Switch screens here so we can all be friends. So this is the number. Oops. This is the number that. My friend had on his receipt of the per- the random person that sent him a cookie to his house, and it had the name, uh, I wrote it down, Kimberly L., and it's from McDonald's, and he got two cookies back-to-back in a row at his house, so we're going to call it and see what happens. Make sure we got everything potted up here, so let's see what happens.
going to see how far this goes. Hi. Philip is currently unavailable. Please speak clearly. Your voicemail is being transcribed by email. Hey, uh, I got your cookie the other day. It was delicious. Um, I got, and I got two of them. They're, they're really good. I've got a, a question for you though. So if you could call me back at any time, uh, from this number, we appreciate it. Bye. Hope you're okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And we'll keep you up to date on that. So what did it say? Your love is, is not available? Something like that? I don't know what happened there. So there you go. Now, something that hasn't been available or hasn't been around for many, many centuries. I didn't think this was possible, um, but there is a new color that has come out. Now, when you say a new color has come out, you know, hey, Deacon, you know, spectrums of the color, the rainbow. How can there be a new color that's coming out? Everyone knows about the, the number one. Oh, the number one. And then they added one to to the number one. Guess what? You got a new number. It's two. I never knew there was another number outside of one. Now there's two. We have one and two. That's why they say numbers are infinity or infinite. infinite. You can always add one more to the number and then it would numbers would go on forever. Meet Yin Min. And I'm going to spell that for you. Y, capital Y, capital I, N, as in Nancy. M as in Mary, capital M. And then N, the first blue pigment, the new blue pigment in over two centuries. So there's a new blue color out there. The vibrant pigment created accidentally in 2009 by chemists at Oregon State University is now commercially available. I didn't know why. I don't understand how we have a new color. Have you done like any kind of clip art or not clip art, but um, Photoshop and they've got the spectrum of colors. I mean, it literally fades from one color to the other and you can literally just punch in and it's got a code for it, whether it be hashtag zero FFF one, two, one, five, one. Oh no, I don't want the one, two, five, one. I want the, and it's got the whole Pantone series. It's got all that stuff. How the hell is this a new color? The color is. Serene, here we go, big words for the deacon, C-E-R-U-L-E-A-N, Serene, Azul Navy Royal. Much has been written about this new color blue. The first man-made pigment. All right, well, I can I can go with that. Switch screens here so you can see what's going on. There it is. See all the dust or whatever it is? Much has been written about this new color, the first human-made pigment, because blue contrast retreats its color of transcendent, leading the way the pursuit, the infinite... Uh, this guy wrote a bunch of crap I don't even care about. Now, for the first time in two centuries, a new chemically-made pigment of the celebrated color is available for artists. Like I said, capital Y, capital I, N, capital M, N, blue, is named after its components. Here we go. Big words. Eurytrum, indium, and magnesium. Its luminous, vivid pigment never fades, even if it's mixed with oil or water. So there you go. I doubt it hides very well, coming from a paint background. Like all good discoveries, the new inorganic pigment was identified by coincidence. A team of chemists at the Oregon State University, led by, you ready for this one, Mas Subanamanan was ex experimenting with rare earth elements while developing materials for use in electronics in 2009 when the pigment was accidentally created. Andrew Smith, a graduate student at the time, mixed those three ingredients and oxygen at about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. What emerged from the furnace was never before seen a brilliant blue compound. 
they understood immediately that his team stumbled upon a major discovery. Can you really? I mean, I don't understand. It's like saying, I discovered dirt. No, not that dirt, a different dirt. People have been looking for a good, durable blue color for a couple of centuries. The patented color in two, they patented the color in 2012, but it took five more years until the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, approved that color. Ye men. At first, only used for industrial coatings and plastics. Last May, the government agency officially approved the new pigment for commercial use, making it available to all. The vibrant color has caught attention long before the EPA's official approval last year. In 2016, Shepard Color Company acquired the license to sell the pigment commercially for exterior applications. A year later, the Yinmin Blue inspired a new shade of Crayola crayon called Beautiful with Blue Beautiful. That's what they're doing. So that's where they got it. So if you see the beautiful color in your crayon set that your little kids has, that's the new blue that's come out. Uh, the pigment has also been popular on Etsy, although the quality and authenticity Authenticity, the realism of this offering is not guaranteed. Although the authentication of the pigment is available for sale at paint retailers like Golden in the USA, the dry powder version has not been approved for public consumption. So there you go. If you're looking for a new color out there, if you want to be hip and cool, all your little Etsy fans out there, that's out there. You can get it. It's called Yemen. Or blue, beautiful. Just go, go grab one of those Crayola crayons and melt it down and, and call it your own. There you go. All right, we'll come back. We'll uh, wrap up the show and get you guys back to what you got to do. Uh, you're listening to Geekin' Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. And I'm singing this song for you. Listening to Esther Sings with her latest song, Do My Best. You can follow her on Amazon, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Are you receiving me? Over. Did I tell you I went and bought some shorts today? Were they long shorts or short shorts? You know they're short. And then I cut them shorter. You cut them too short sometimes and your pockets hang out and you can see everything. I only carry my wallet, three condoms. And your wallet. And if your wallet looks like half of the uh, Olympic symbol. I always find myself in the Mexican ghetto for some reason. I don't know why. Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. Skipping to the front of the line. You're listening to Dickin' Live.
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. Like us, share us, get some free swag. Go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contact section. You can see where... Sessions. Section. You can see all the places that we're available. And we're available more than that. I just haven't updated it there. And make sure you follow the uh, Darker Conversation uh, with myself and IT Dan. And that is a podcast that we call Is This Going Somewhere? And it's about Dan and his struggles with the whole coronavirus and and uh, not losing his job, stepping down from his job to take care of his wife and the government and stuff that that's going on. And hopefully, you know, he he's all for the positive. He hopes that the nation heals well. And these are his stories as well. So that's very interesting. Uh, listen to it. It's it's good. It's all it's all real. It's real conversations, not staged at all. It's just uh, two men discussing what's going on. So I hope you guys enjoy that as well. Now, someone that's really enjoying themselves as well as anyone that had bought stock when uh, GameStop first came out. You ever remember those guys? <laughs> you remember? Well, no, I don't, do you? GameStop at one time was like the big mega store, was the big, that was the one place where you can actually trade your games in better than a pawn shop. You know, pawn shops, you were, it was always hit and miss. At least they had some kind of standard when you turned a game in. Oh, you bought this game for $59? We'll give you a $3 for it now. I literally walked in there one time and I bought Skyrim. Like it was the big thing. Skyrim. Oh my God, Skyrim. And I had it for maybe three weeks. Maybe three weeks. And I said, you know what? This, this game's not for me. I don't have enough time to, to dedicate to it. So I, I turned it back into GameStop. I'm like, well, I paid, you know, $59.99 for the disc. And I, I think the PlayStation 3, what do I have now? I think I have the 4. I don't have the 5 yet. I'm not baller like that. I had the PlayStation 3, and I, I got Skyrim. So I turned it back in, and I'm like, you know, i got to get something for it, because it just came out like three weeks ago. And they're like, going, oh, we'll give you $11. $11? I just, literally, I'm looking over there. You've got used ones. You've got brand new ones for $59. You've got used ones for $49. I'm giving you a – you're going to give me $11? Sir – Oh, I, I sense a hostility in your voice. Yeah, I know. Duh. <laughs> when you get a hostility in your voice. So anyways, GameStop is the last one laughing right now. The U.S. Treasury, the secretary, Janet Yellen, and Biden's administration economic group are watching the stock market activity around GameStop itself. Now, what you don't know is GameStop is short-selling their stock. They're heavily shorting the companies. The Treasury Department's spokesperson declined to comment, of course, why they were watching GameStop. Uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is, has also declined weighing in on the activities around GameStop. So something fishy is going on. I don't want to comment on the particular company's day-to-day market activities or things like that. I'm just saying that I really would like to know the typical the typical. I just want to know what's going on with them and why their stock prices are going up. A retail investor frenzy over the company has caused GameStop's share to soar in recent weeks, squeezing hedge funds and a large short position in the company. Shares of the video game retailer have more than doubled as of 1 p.m. in the New York Standard New York Exchange, triggering at least two volatile halts as it has once notched its biggest ever intraday advance. GameStop has surged eightfold in the last week, almost adding $20 billion to its market value. So what's happened is GameStop was sitting around like a dollar something, dollar, so, dollar something, and then I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, whether they're, they're, they're combining all the stock or everyone's kind of bailing out and pooling their money together and stuff, but their stock jumped up to 79 something dollars within like a two-week period. And then I don't know what's going to happen after that. The government... 
It's not insider trading. It's not anything like that. But there's, they don't know why the stock market, just in this last two weeks, GameStop has just shot up. So everyone's looking at it. Everyone's seeing what's going on. If GameStop has tricked the company or tricked the, the New York Stock Exchange and how to increase their values, they've done it. So maybe it's a lesson learned there. Well, we'll find out. They're, they're still looking at it. hedge funds who are hold short positions in, in GameStop, such as Melvin Capital, have closed out of all of them as a rally to continue suffering billions and billions of dollars of loss. So they're still losing money, but for whatever reason, their stock market has, or their stock shares itself, has jumped in price. Now, one more thing before I let you go. We we talk about the coronavirus, and we talk about you know getting the the vaccinations available now and everyone's getting their vaccination and and making appointments and then uh, making appointments themselves are a hassle because you have to qualify for this you have to qualify for that or you have to get a phone call you have to make sure that they actually have vaccines in your local area so when you say there's big long lines and people like wait outside in parking lots in their cars waiting for the vaccine for that day uh to be released make sure i got the right video there we go so it's available to them and in your your 70-year-old grandmother you make sure they're sitting in the parking lot making sure that you can get your coronavirus shot. Well, this one location right here was having a really really hard time. In Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, literally like right down the road from us, they were having a hard time with the with the lines and the cars and the backups and stuff. And they couldn't get through. It was taking about an hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes for anyone to get through the line to get their vaccine. So, what is everyone at the top of their head think, hey, if we only had blank to come over here and help with these cars get through this this drive through this line to get vaccinations, who do you think of? That's right. You think of Chick-fil-A. They've got it down. The professional was a manager at Chick-fil-A, which is known for their drive through expertise, and Mount Pleasant manager Jerry Wakov. Jack Wachowiak. He has more problems than I do. No time putting his experience to use. With him in charge, the wait time went from one hour to 15 minutes. How did Jerry do it? Well, let's talk to the guy who gave him a phone call. Got him out in the street. We're talking about the mayor of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, Will Haney. Mayor, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on and getting the good news out about Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Absolutely. I've been there many times. Love it. Uh, Ainsley's been there a million times. Uh, Her sister's Chick-fil-A. Is that Chick-fil-A that we're talking about that Jerry works at? But you had planned this big rollout of the vaccine, three institutions. You had so many cars and then a computer crash. What happened? Well, right at the start, the uh, registration went down don't know what happened murphy's law got got the thing again the medical university of south carolina i want to give them a shout out they were doing this in collaboration with east cooper hospital which is in mount pleasant and roper hospital in mount pleasant and they had a thousand and thirty two people signed up and right at the start something happened and it was backed up and planned to call jerry anyway um, just to get general advice but when this happened i needed him very quickly, and this church, Seacoast, which is a, a mega church located in Mount Pleasant, gave us their huge campus to do right. this from. And Chick-fil-A is right across the street. Jerry Perfect. came over and got his fix. You know, Mayor, I, you know, I would think that as mayor, if you were having traffic problems, you would call the police. Why did you call Chick-fil-A? Well, there was no traffic in the road. The traffic backup was in the parking lot, and our police had that well well at hand. Gotcha. What Jerry did was he helped us go from a medical-type mindset where you pull up and speak to one person 
to a retail mindset where you figure out how to get as many cars through the first entrance as you can. So there wasn't any traffic in the street, but it was backed up an hour in the huge parking lot. Jerry saw the problem, went right to it, and literally in about 15 or 20 minutes, he had the wait time down from one hour down to 15 minutes. And the video that was posted was just to thank him yeah. for, for doing that act. Oh, that's fantastic. And I know you're going to have another one in uh, about 20 days, and he's going to help as well. And, and you tell us that apparently Chick-fil-A, the phone is ringing off the hook at their HQ, right? Yeah, and we don't mean to burden Chick-fil-A corporately with this. Uh, the story <laughs> in this is one local citizen coming to the aid of his local community when we needed him the most. And, th and this vaccine, this is a life-saving event. So we don't mean for, you know, yesterday's gift to meet tomorrow's burden to Chick-fil-A, but they, they do deserve the, the, the credit because they're very community-minded. And this was Jerry helping out his community right. when it mattered most. And uh, knowing Chick-fil-A, I bet he probably handed out a lot of those uh, free coupons for a sandwich because that's what they do when they have a lot of people in line. Mayor, thank you very much for joining us today from uh, Mount Pleasant down there in South Carolina. Good so there you go. You. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. And if you ever want to own a Chick-fil-A, you know what, I guarantee you, if you're looking for something to do uh, with your money or an investment or time and you don't know which direction to go in life as far as, you know, this whole Corona thing, uh, Chick-fil-A, you can actually uh, buy a Chick-fil-A franchise for 10000 bucks. Now, oh, 10000 bucks, yeah, you're the manager, you own the place, uh, they expect you to be there, they, they run you through a test, they run you through a whole bunch of... Interviews and stuff, but for ten thousand dollars, you can start your own very chick, <laughs> your very own Chick Fil A is what I'm trying to say. Um, you do have to travel where they're going to build a new one. You don't get a choice. Like I, I want to have one in my backyard, but there you go, uh, Chick Fil A. They've been doing it for for years now, burning through the lunchtime crowds just on their level, and now they're helping the coronavirus pandemic getting vaccinations over there in Mount Hill or Mount Pleasant. Sorry, Mount Pleasant. There's a lot of mountains and hills over here in the Carolinas. Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. All right, on that note, I'm going to let you guys get back to what you got to do. I want to thank each and every one of you for, for hanging out with us and, and joining us as our new adventure. we um going into a new uh, journey with uh, what's going on in the world. I hope it's a pleasant one, and I hope you guys will, will, will stay with us during that time. On behalf of you guys listening to us, I'd like to thank each and every one of you. My name is Adit Vinny saying goodnight. And good night. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.